0: This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnett's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22 or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in store and online at Arnett's.ie. Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly.
1: And I am your co-host for this episode, Romeo.
0: So Romeo has been on an episode before. Do you remember what episode it was?
1: Wasn't it like about a teacher?
0: Yes, it was about Pamela Smart and she had one of her students who she was in a relationship with kill her husband. Yeah, so it was the episode of Pamela Smart and that was episode 15. So it's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. It has. Have you missed it?
1: Well, I've only been on it once, so (laughs) (laughs) probably not.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. I love your honesty. So I brought you on to this episode today because um, we're dishing out as many episodes as I possibly can for the month of October. And it's going to be hard to get Austin to be a guest on every single one of those episodes. So I'm changing it up this month and I'm bringing in guests. So this is our first special guest. Enjoy.
1: Extra special.
0: You are extra special. (laughs) Okay. So today we are talking about the case of Sharon Lepotka. Have you ever heard of her? No. Okay. Well, I'm about to blow your mind because this story is crazy and I want to know your thoughts. So Sharon Lepotka was born on September 20th of 1961 to Orthodox Jewish parents and she was raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Her family attended the largest synagogue in the U.S., and her father Abraham was actually a cantor there. I'm not sure if I'm saying that word right, but it's someone who leads the people in prayer or songs. So they were deeply involved in their congregation. Growing up, Sharon was involved in sports like volleyball and field hockey, and she was also a part of her school's choir club. She had a lot of friends growing up, and when she got to high school, she became a nurse's aide, a library aide, and a teacher's aide. So she's probably like a parent and teacher's dream child, honestly. So Sharon graduated from Pikesville High School in 1979 and married a guy named Victor, Victor worked in construction, and together they moved to Hampstead, Maryland in the early 90s, but her parents did not support this union, and one of her friends described this marriage as maybe her way of breaking away because Victor was Catholic. So her parents felt embarrassed and ashamed that she would marry someone outside of their faith, and they really kind of cut her out of their lives after that. So by 1995, Sharon started working from home by doing online advertising. Speaking of online advertising, Romeo has an OnlyFans account. So if you want to go check out his OnlyFans account, what is your username?
1: It is Kelly.Evans1983. Why 1983? Because you're old as fuck. Oh, can you not say that, my bad.
0: I was born <clears throat> in 88.
1: Well, your face says 83.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm overdue for Botox. I have an, an appointment with Natalie like in a couple weeks. Just give me some time. So, anyway, she was doing some online advertising for various businesses. The first website she hosted was called House of Dion, and this business of hers sold home decorating like kits. They were little booklets, and she sold them for 7 bucks, and she'd mail them out. And I don't know. I guess she did pretty well with that. And it started out innocent enough, and once she found a little success in doing that, she kind of branched out to expand her services. So she started advertising for psychic readings and, like, one of those adult 1-800 chat lines that you could call in and you have to, like, pay for the call. So for some of you youngsters listening out there, I know this doesn't apply to you, Romeo, but some of our listeners are really young. And callers mm. <laughs> callers could call this number. It was, like, a 1-800, 1-900 <laughs> number. And they would be charged by the minute. And they're usually like these adult lines do you remember growing up did you ever watch tv like late at night and they start doing those commercials like after 10 o'clock that are like like the infomercials yeah but it's like you want to party let's oh, party yeah like that's what it kind of reminded me of like
1: like the adult phone calls
0: yes and it's like these women like sprawling out in lingerie like oh i'm so lonely call me i want to chat
1: you're really good at that <laughs> <laughs> you had any experience
0: Just in podcasting. Uh So anyway, she, she had one of those, I don't know, call lines, and she would receive a percentage of those calls. And then she created this, like, online persona called Nancy Carlson. So she started going by Nancy Carlson, and by using this profile, she would sell pornographic material, mostly depicting women who were unconscious, performing sex acts with each other, She also started selling her own worn underwear, advertising, like, is anyone interested in buying my underwear? What? I wore him. I worked out in them. That
1: is sick. (laughs) Yeah. Who wants to buy someone's swamp-ass underwear?
0: That's an excellent question. I don't know, but apparently it's a thing. And how
1: um, are these women going to do sexual acts with each other if they're unconscious? You know
0: what? I thought the exact same thing. I had the exact same question. So maybe they're just acting but i don't know or maybe they just like drugged one of them and people are performing on the one that's passed who out of like that? i don't know i don't know it's sick <laughs> a lot of what we talk about on this podcast if you'd ever listened to our podcast it's about people who have minds that are just incomprehensible
1: i listen to it when i go on road trips <laughs>
0: Thank you. I appreciate you for that. I'm
1: also a Patreon, but I don't receive stickers or a monthly thank you letter.
0: Um, You receive hugs (laughs) and stickers hand delivered. Anyway, so she starts selling her underwear, and then she starts creating more profiles to interact online anonymously. And her profiles would be like these different catfish profiles. On one of them, she boasted being 5'6", with a shapely 121-pound figure, and then on the next, she would make this profile of, like, a 300-pound disciplinarian dominatrix, promising strict discipline. So I don't know. just
1: So she's a freak, basically.
0: She's a freak. So she'd get on websites like fetishfeet.com or sexbondage.com. And she would interact anonymously with members on these sites who liked things like necrophilia and BDSM. But she received, surprisingly, a lot of pushback from some of these members in these chat rooms on these sites. She would get on there and she would say that she wanted to be tortured and she wanted someone to literally torture her to death, like kill her during orgasm. Okay, we're on a site with people who are into necrophilia, literally sex with dead bodies, and BDSM, and even they are like, okay, (laughs) this is a little much.
1: It's really interesting, too, because earlier you said her birthday was September 20th. Oh, geez. Which is actually, uh, that means she's a Virgo. And Virgos are actually very organized and, like, I don't know how you would like explain it. Like, organized and, like, very put together on mm-hmm. the outside. But one of, the, one of my best friends used to be a Virgo, and she was very much like that. Like, she got straight A's, very strict with herself, with her exercise, her uh, studies, and all that stuff. Very like good on paper, but mm-hmm. she was a freak behind closed doors. Like I mean, a freak.
0: So all of our Virgos listening are probably like, "Damn it, I'm busted."
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. But that explains a lot because I could see, I could definitely see my ex best friend doing things like this because she was a friend. freak.
0: So Romeo knows all about the signs. I need to have you on here more often because you know like every character trait for every sign. I don't know if everyone believes in that. I know some people are like, oh, that's hogwash. But I but think it's, it's just, interesting. It's
1: very interesting because if you look at a person, if you know a person like that on paper and what you see, you would never think of a person to do something crazy, you know, um, when you look at like a Virgo typically. yeah. But I feel like... If you really know the meaning behind a Virgo and, like, do some investigating, they I mean, they probably are, would do some sketchy things.
0: I had no behind idea. Behind
1: closed doors if they think no one's watching.
0: That's an interesting take. That is very interesting. Thank you for contributing that. Yeah. So, anyway, she gets on these chat rooms and she's like, I want to be choked while I orgasm. And they're like, lady, you need to chill. <laughs> like, the necrophiliacs are like, you're a little much. And so she responded saying, quote, I want the real thing. I didn't ask for you preaching to me, end quote. So she was serious.
1: She wants to be choked.
0: She wants to be choked, not just choked, to death. She wants someone to kill her. Like she wants to go out with a bang, very literally.
1: So she wants to go out with a bang literally, but like while being choked.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So one by one, members would hit it off with her, and then they would be scared off once she told them what she really wanted. And that is until she met one member named Bobby Frederick Glass. So Bobby was married for 14 years to his wife, Sherry. They had two daughters and one son together, and he worked as a computer analyst for Catawba County, North Carolina, for about 16 years. So he was very skilled working with computers, which is kind of what baffles me coming up. But towards the end of his marriage to Sherry, Sherry noticed that Bobby was spending more and more time online and less time with her and never underestimate a woman's ability to find shit out because she snuck onto his computer when he wasn't around and found an email account where he was sending raw, violent, and disturbing messages to people under the screen names Toy Man and Slow Hand. So Sherry left him, and shortly after, Bobby met Sharon in one of those fetish chat rooms. But I just was wondering, like, you're a computer analyst. You're good at computers. How do you not hide that better? I don't know. But anyway, Sharon and Bobby hit it off with their common interest in BDSM and freaky, freaky shit. And Sharon would tell Bobby about her fantasies of being tortured, specifically about being strangled as she climaxed. And he would respond with promises to fulfill those fantasies and exactly how he would do it. So they emailed back and forth over the course of four to six weeks, so much so that over 900 pages of emails were eventually recovered. In four to six weeks. That's got to be, like, constant. Yeah, that's a lot. So by October, shit started getting real. And Sharon's like, okay, when are we going to do this? She's excited. She's ready to get it on. And they decide to officially meet. And on the morning of October 13th, 1996, Sharon wrote a note to her husband, because remember, she's still married to Victor. And she writes him a note that says that she's not coming back. And in the note, she says, quote, if my body is never retrieved, don't worry. Know that I'm at peace, end quote. And she also begged Victor not to go after the man that did this to her, even though she didn't name who it was. She originally told Victor she was just going to go visit friends in Georgia, but after she never returned home, he reported her missing, and then he found her car parked near the Pennsylvania train station in Baltimore. So I'm guessing she left her car there and took a train to Charlotte where Bobby was going to meet her, and maybe she just left the note in her car or somewhere where she knew Victor would eventually find it, obviously. So when Sharon arrived in Charlotte, Bobby met her at the train station and drove her back to his place. They spent three days together doing only God knows what. I guess it involved a lot of fantasy and sexual play. There were a lot of objects involved. That's all I can really say about that, I guess. But um, I don't know. Then it came time for Bobby to fulfill her fantasy and that he did And after he was finished, he buried Sharon in a shallow grave right outside of his trailer. And when Sharon was reported missing by her husband, police searched their home for any possible clues, and that is when they found the emails between Sharon and Bobby. So they go to Bobby's house, and they started watching his trailer for a couple days, waiting to see if Sharon would come out, but she never did. And on October 25th, they issued a search warrant on his home, they found drugs, bondage equipment, child pornography, Ugh. and a 357 Magnum pistol, among other trash and toys just, like, strewn about the trailer. I guess it was just a disaster. Then an officer noticed a big mound of dirt in his yard, and that is where they found Sharon buried just, like, two feet below the ground. So Bobby was charged with first-degree murder, even though Sharon asked for Bobby to torture her to death, and she was very clear and explicit that she wanted it to happen. But even then, he still claims it was all an accident. He said, quote, I don't know how much I pulled the rope. I never wanted to kill her, but she ended up dead, end quote. So he eventually pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter and also sexual exploitation charges for the child pornography. For the voluntary manslaughter, he was sentenced to 36 to 53 months in state prison. And for the sexual exploitation charges, he was sentenced to 27 months to be served consecutively at a federal prison. But just one, one month before he was set to be transferred to the federal prison for that sentence, he died from a heart attack. Wow. So... I mean, do you think he deserved to go to prison, even though she was asking for it? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what my thoughts are about this. I mean, I don't know.
1: First of all, why would you, why would you bury her like <laughs> two feet f- away from your trailer, like in like visible, like you could look out your window and be like, oh yeah, there's that chick that was a freak, and we had this crazy adventures, and like. You know, she died and I buried her. Like, who wants to... Every time, if that was me, every time I would walk outside or look out my window, that's what I would think of.
0: Right. Well, and, and you're you're normal, though, for the most part. Like, you would...
1: For the most part? <laughs> oh, my god. I mean,
0: who's perfectly normal? Not everybody. I have a murder podcast. Like, what, I'm not normal. What is normal, normal anyways these days? Exactly. We're on the more normal side of normal. So, obviously, we would have a conscience and we would have a hard time with that. But
1: But I'm sure the police think of it as like... Okay, well, whether it's clear with the evidence or not, you know, whether this is what she wanted or not, you still broke the law, so Mm -hmm. you're going to jail.
0: Right, and you should have known that that was breaking the law before you got yourself into this mess and chose this assignment from this woman. Like, even though she's begging for it, maybe try to guide her in a different direction and be like, listen, I understand you're into freaky shit, because, like, I know there's a such thing as erotic asphyxiation and people will die accidentally by doing that to themselves so there's like some sort of there's something to it that is attractive to some people I know it's rare but I guess that it does happen but even then it's like I don't know how how can you be more careful so that you don't die from something like that
1: is that like when like I've heard of guys, like, masturbating while they have, like, a noose around their neck. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. How embarrassing would that be if you oh accidentally gosh. died while you're just trying to,
0: you know? <laughs> I mean, you would think you'd have, like, some sort of, like, kill switch in place. You know, like, something to safeguard yourself from actually dying. But, like, I mean, how? how also, would how you? awful, no like, if
1: every time you wanted to go and you know, masturbate, which for a lot of men, that's kind of like a daily or every other daily or weekly thing. And you have to go through all of these things, like practically choke yourself yeah, or hang yourself to be able to just get off. Like, that sounds exhausting. (laughs) It
0: does. And wouldn't you have marks on your neck? Like, how would you explain that?
1: I don't know. Not, not into that.
0: I don't know. I guess you'd have to own a lot of turtlenecks. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's it for today. It was a short and uh, weird – I I don't want to use the word sweet. It was very short and weird. I mean, I can only hope that, like, this really truly is what she wanted and she died happy.
1: Oh. I just can't imagine <laughs> that mental state. Like, oh, my God, I'm about to get the shit beat out of me and do these crazy things and, you know, climax until I die. Like, I don't know. I I'm mean,
0: so excited. Like, she was excited. She literally, like – She took this train from freaking Maryland to North Carolina. That's hours on a train just, like, twiddling your fingers like, oh, my God, it's happening. Like, where does your mind have to be? I'm not trying to, like, make light of someone's death, but when this is what she asked for, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, are we supposed to be super sad? Because, like, I don't know. I just – this one is different from any case I've ever covered on this podcast because – She literally asked for this. This is how she wanted to go. It was her fantasy. Literally, her dream came true. So, like, how are people supposed to feel about it? I don't know. Well, and it's also
1: weird, too, like, if you believe in fate or, like, a higher power or whatever you believe in, um, that the guy, you know, died of of a heart attack. Randomly, It's almost like they were like, well, she wanted this, so we're just going to go ahead and let you into heaven. And that way you don't have to rot in jail. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, he was only going to serve like two more years. He would have had the rest of his life, even for the voluntary manslaughter charge. It was only like a three-year sentence. That's nothing. That's crazy. For taking someone's life. Yeah. Even though she asked for it. Maybe I the mean, shorter
1: sentence because there was such hardcore evidence of that that's what she wanted.
0: Yeah. And, and that, that set a precedent in this case because... Before this, I mean, you have to remember, too, it's 1996, but there was never a case where so much email evidence was used. So, I mean, yeah, she wrote it in the emails. This is what she wanted. She tried so hard to find somebody to give it to her, and then she finally did. And so, like, I don't know. Is it fair to him to have to serve even though this is what she wanted? Could she have just done this to herself and not, like you know, made anyone else culpable for her death? Like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's crazy, too, that her sexuality, you know, was, like, such a huge part of her personality, too. Like, you know, most people, if they were on their deathbed, they want to be surrounded by their loved ones and saying their goodbyes and, you know, just having that all that love around them. Mm-hmm. And this bitch was like, I want to be strangled. Like, I'm leaving my husband. I want tortured And like, that was her, that was like her piece. That was her love. That was her, that was her. Yeah. That's just crazy to think about. Like that's what she wanted in her last hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give the woman what she wants, I guess. I don't know. well She got it. I want to know what your thoughts are on this case. So leave a comment on Podcast on Instagram, or if you're listening on Patreon and you want to be a little more discreet, you can leave it on there um or you can even message me privately to tell me what your thoughts are because i just i don't know this case was a weird one but um that is episode three of our spooky series for the month of october come back in a couple days and i'll have another one for you and romeo thank you so much for coming over at the very last minute i literally called him right before i was due to record and just said hey you want to come record and he did
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was super fun.
0: All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.